0: hello there i 'm back this week with my colleagues Leo, who is in Beijing and Avihai, head of our technology who is based in uh, Israel these days and we're here to talk a little bit about the whole issue with hike vision and Dahua and how they're being removed from the onviv uh, standards. We received an email from Genetec a couple of weeks ago talking about this and basically they're just saying that enviv is no longer um, going to be standardizing or certify, certifying hike vision and dahua's products. And as a consequence of that, Gentech will no longer be specifying their products as uh, as compatible with the Gentech line of products, won't be supported. So I thought it'd be great um, to reach out to Gentech here in China and and and, um, and Hike Vision in China, talk to them a bit and also the three of us could talk about that and see what does this really mean for our customers in the region? Um, and, and how do we think things will develop? So just to kick things off, maybe uh, Vichai, maybe you can give us a little, little brief about um, what is OnViv and, and uh, what's relevant here for us to know.
1: Great. Um, so OnViv uh, is, is a word that you hear a lot when you talk about uh, video management systems. And, uh, and the reason is because clients are looking for this standard when they install their VMS. Now ONVIF, uh, it stands for Open Network Video Interface Forum. So it's a global group um, of people that include also the uh, vendor side, also the OEM side, also the client side, uh, where everybody are representing their uh, scope of business when talking about IP based security products. So on VIF is, is creating standards for all IP based security products. Um, Sorry, mainly, is it
0: only video or all IP based?
1: No, for, for all IP based. So there's also standards for access control and there's standards for, um, device management and, um, and you have different uh, security components with different profiles. So, okay. ONVIF has um, around six different standards, um, and each one uh, is about a different uh, type of functionality. Uh, there's uh, profile S is and profile S and profile C are the main profiles for IP uh, video and access systems. So you could see that uh, some of the functions that we know these days on the camera system, such as uh, PTZ cameras, these are standards that, um, that came from ONVIF. So uh, what ONVIF is able to provide is that if all components are onvif compatible, it means that it doesn't matter which vendor you use in your environment, but they will all communicate seamlessly so so you don't have so you don't have to you don't have to add any type of uh, firmware or software to to enable that kind of communication okay
2: kind of like a language you use to communicate with each other and you use the same language to talk to each other
1: and and that basically the benefits of having this kind of standard is is one is the communication that you know that all products are talking in the same language you have the flexibility, meaning uh, the client is not dependent on one vendor. Um, it is future proof, meaning there is someone that's thinking about the longevity of the product, the cycle, how it continues, the standards that will be always updated to the market technology that's existing. And, uh, and of course, the quality. So, so once you have this kind of standard, the quality should be much better. Do we know,
0: I mean, we received this email from Genentech, of course, but do we have any indication about the reasons why Anviv decided to remove these two Chinese companies, these two leading Chinese companies from the list?
1: Yeah, so, so I think it's mainly uh, kind of a politics issue and, um, and it's not about the technology or the, the capabilities of the cameras themselves.
0: That's interesting. Would you agree with that, Leo?
1: Yeah,
2: I feel the same way. Uh, for a while, these two bigger companies in the industry actually—they are the heading, the top two for the video management industry. For a while, they have been on the list of the, the entities, right? Like uh,
0: from the USA be
2: blocked, right? From the USA. <clears throat> so I think this is one of the consequences uh, happens to to them. It'd be
0: interesting if we can get somebody from Onviv on on a call and talk to them a little bit. But Leo, did you 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 once mentioned that? China actually has their own sort of standards as well. Is that true?
2: Yes, yes. It's called the GB standard. Uh, in Chinese, it's called Guobiao, right? The national standard. So the Chinese government also have a way to, to standardize all these video signals that they have their own language. So the China brands actually have a, have a separate uh, standard to talk to each other. But uh, by end of the day also, the, each brand, of course, they have their own language, the NVRs, right. the recorders, and also the, the cameras on the front end. And they talk to each other uh, in their own language as well. So, so it's pretty uh, mixed uh, um, situation there. We have uh, different product line, different uh, country, and then we have a, a global standard. So we talk about different levels
0: interesting well it'll definitely be interesting to see how this plays out over the future and you're you're absolutely right it's hard to know how much of this is is due to political reasons how much of this is due to actual truly security concerns and i think the three of us here are have a consensus that we believe that this is primarily driven through political reasons but in any case it'll be it, it, in order to see how this plays out um, we reached out to some of the local players here, uh, Genentech here in China. And uh, Leo, you, you've talked to um, Hike Vision. Just to start off, uh, the local Genentech team here in China, they really tried hard to downplay the impact, saying that, you know, it's no big deal. Everything will work together. You can still use Hike Vision and Dahua cameras on the Genentech system. And that you really won't see any impact. How did you feel from talking with um, the folks from Hike Vision, Leo?
2: I think I got a similar message. So, if we unfold the impact to the ground level, right, on the, really on the product and system level, so whatever Hike Vision cameras already in place, they, they have two scenarios, right? right? One is working with their own NVRs. And those will carry on working well because they are talking to each other in their own language. Mm-hmm. So there's no impact to that at all. And folks, uh, keep in mind, in this case, we are talking about 100 millions of cameras. And those are already deployed in China, everywhere.
0: Right. Some
2: cities have 2 million, some cities have 1 million. So so in that level, in that scale. So that's, that's what will going
0: on. That's interesting, people in around the world don't really realize this, how big these companies are. I and mean, when we started off 20 years ago in the industry, they, they really didn't exist, right? And, no. and they, they really rose to prominence. They really grew when China started investing in these so-called smart cities and investing in millions and millions and millions of cameras in all the cities. So you multiply by, by that, by all the cities around China, and i think somewhere maybe around 2007 or so they really started to growing crazily and the market here in china alone is truly enormous for these two companies
2: right so they have <clears throat> big systems big installations they have like again hundreds of millions of uh, cameras working that will carry on mm-hmm. and the second scenario will be their hikvision cameras being the front end transfer the signal back to a video video management uh, platform. It can be Genetec, it can be Mailstone, it can be any other video management system. Mm-hmm. And in, in that case, I think uh, Vision's reply is, it will carry on working as well, because they are already, the, all the Vision cameras already in place, already have a kind of like a built-in switch, it's a logical switch. So it, there's an unwave switch, you can turn that on, and it will talk, with, with uh, Abehive's uh, explanation, it will talk to the global language Right, everybody mm. will understand uh, this camera. So that will carry on as well. So there is no way that even uh, they are saying it, they are no longer in part of this group. The, the onwave group, but whatever existing, already working will carry on working as well.
0: And what about the so, future? So the... What about the future? Any indication about the future products that will come out from hike Vision?
2: Yeah, they are saying, um, first of all, um, for the future, they will always have this built-in Anvif function. So for their future manufacturers, the, the upcoming millions of cameras, they will also st- still have this function there. So they still talk in this language.
0: So hold on. And so you're so, you're, just, you're saying basically that even though they're not certified by Anvif, they're still going to manufacture their products based on that standard?
2: Yes. And... They will make sure that all the standard, all, all the cameras, the products sent out from the factory, the onviv switch is on. He uh, H- 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 has no plan to turn that function off. Well, in another word, they don't plan to stop talking in the global language.
0: Right. So they're and not, and they're not. Right. And they're not legally required to. Right. The only thing here is that they're no, no longer sending products to onviv inspectors and getting being certified. Right. Right. I, I think another impact is that in some global, in some companies' tender documents, there's a requirement that the products are certified uh, by the standard. So they're going to have a problem if they want to use Hike Vision products or Dahua products, because that's not, that will, may not be in full compliant with their RFP documents.
2: I think that will be the moment um, the end user need to consider everything. The compliance is one part of course, right. I mentioned uh, the, the political games. That's another part. But in the same time, there's a budget concern, there's a lead time concern. And um, again, like when you uh, send cameras across the border, there's a lot of uh, issues there. You, you need to go through uh, paperwork. Mm. So consider everything the client will choose to say, yes, I, I want to comply uh, with everything from the tender document. Or we also have client uh, in this case choose to say, yeah, we just carry on with this local board product.
0: Right, wasn't uh, they, that...
2: they, As long as they understand the, the, the consequence, right?
0: Right. Didn't we have a, a customer that we were advising on? I think they originally did not want to have any uh, Hike Vision products due to the situation. Um, but once they saw the difference in cost that they would have to deal with, they actually ended up sacrificing the standard and, and still allowing hike vision to their system. So we might right, see things right. like that as well.
2: We will see that more and more. And uh, I think as long as the client understands from all the angles, they, they, they evaluate the whole package. And of course, with, with a strong consultant telling them what you will have, what you may lose, and they will make their uh, decisions. And in this particular case, the client choose to carry on with hike vision also because they have uh, couple hundred old high vision cameras from the right. old site. So it will also do additional saving for them if they carry on with this, this product right. on. Okay. But keep in mind, I think, uh, Ryan Abihai, when we talk about this kind of integration between high vision camera to a video management platform, we are talk, talk about a scale of maybe thousands of cameras, 100, 200 thousands cameras. But compared to the first situation that the, the, all the cameras already installed in China, and we're talking about millions, the scale of millions. So, so those, those are two different uh, scale, of, uh, scale of games.
0: Well, regardless, I mean, I hope uh, being in this business, I hope that you know, everybody plays good with each other, everybody plays well with each other. And um, these type of politics don't come down to this. And um, it's a pity because I know uh, Hike Vision. Their products are are generally okay and uh, good value for money. And we have seen them in a lot quality, of products.
2: Stable, right?
0: But of course, so is, so are many other brands. But it's so you really want to see everybody playing, everybody competing, and that's better for the end users. And and, and you don't want to play that. But I want to ask Avi a question. So in this in, in this regards, though, I mean, we can come and say, yeah, like quality wise, and, and on all, on all that. But are there any, or can you think of any possible security concerns that end users should be aware of if they still decide to go with um, products that are not certified?
1: I think that uh, in general, uh, when we talk about video solutions, um, there's two there's two approaches here. One approach is talking about um, how we take the hardware and we make it not an issue, and this is something in general in in IT concepts when you build like a virtualization and all these cloud concepts that, that we see these days, it's about how you take the hardware and you make it commodity. So it doesn't matter what hardware you put in your facility or in your network, you'll still be able to receive much more from it. It depends on the software that you're using to manage that hardware. So that's one one way of looking at things. And if you look at that, if you're someone that thinks in that theology, then, then you don't want to use cameras that might not be part of that standard or might not be capable of doing that eventually in the future. On the other hand, we could see that in video, there is an advantage of having unique hardware for unique uh, type of solutions. For example, we see that there are video systems that when we're talking about moving the video management system to the cloud, and that's a trend and that's something that's going to happen in the world. So when we're talking about that, the hardware has—it's—it's it's a key to to the type of solution that you're creating, uh, communicating with the cloud. So, do you want to make the camera with more responsibility, such as storing, communicating directly to the cloud, or do you want to take it out of the out of the camera and make it stupid, and have a gateway on the facility that does all these processing and encryption and communicating with the cloud? So those are the two different approaches, and there and there's pros and cons to 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 each side. I believe that if Hike vision is try, is is now is has been forced to, to, to be shifted out of this kind of standard, it would might also give them an opportunity to create some uniqueness in the market with their functions and uh, and capabilities.
0: Well, that's definitely interesting. Um... That's definitely interesting. I believe that'll be interesting for um, the users around here in Asia, because high vision is obviously strong here in the region, not just in China, but we see them in India and Southeast Asia as well. As end users decide to migrate part of their systems to the cloud, these security issues still need to be considered, right? They still need to be thought through regardless of, um, of what cameras are using. And this is just one more thing to think about.
2: I think a quick, easy and quick uh, conclusion is looking back, all the functions already in place will be carried on. In the other hand, Abihai is saying, looking forward, if there's new functions, uh, if you want to make a IoT camera, then you need to consider maybe those functions with Unwave standard might not be certified or might not be available with the current hack vision uh, cameras. So so I, do you all agree with this kind of a, like a quick and dirty conclusion?
0: Well, yes, I, I do.
1: I would, I would add on to that, Leo. And I would say that um, the more uh, that we evolve in the security industry and the products become more sophisticated and more modern as other IT components that we have these days, there's a lot more uh, knowledge that needs to be taken in consideration before deciding what's the best for each scenario, I think that that responsibility lays a lot on the integration companies where they need to be adapting and understanding the implications of deciding on one solution versus the other. So, my main conclusion out of it is to be aware of what's going on around you in details and not just uh, in high level type of uh, knowledge. Right. That's a very or good point. Or
2: email, right. What just receive a email, and then got free count
0: Well, also we want, we hope that more integrators out there can be also aware and do their own homework, so that they can be a consultant for the end users as well, and not just try to push a product and or make the sale, which we know is a problem in the industry sometimes. Look, we also might see others, other um, you no know, standards evolving. Um, we know that the Chinese government's uh, encouraging. Uh, Chinese companies to buy uh, Chinese products everything from Huawei VMS storage systems to, you know, to their own products so they'll, they'll, it'll be interesting to see how things evolve over the next 2, 5, 10 years well um, folks look thank, thanks a lot for your time we will definitely keep everybody updated when we hear more information and um, yeah, stay tuned for more so thank you High. stay safe in Israel uh, Leo stay safe in, thank you. Uh, in Beijing and uh, thank you. talk to you guys again soon